0: Um, here we go. Thank you, Grace. Um, it's a really awesome testimony. Um, you know, if, if there's anything that, um, that you know, what Grace shared about her life related to you or resonate with you, um, feel free to reach out to us. It's like, hey, there's something I don't understand. It's like, how does this work? Or what is going on? Like, how, how can I have similar what she has in my life? Feel free to reach out to us um, tonight. Um, So, as I was um, preparing this sermon, um, I was kind of wrestling with, you know, the the passage, you know, what, Yeah, what do you want me to preach? Um, I don't, I don't know, because I was uh, looking, I was studying uh, in uh, Ephesians 2, I'm just praying and then studying, it's like, I don't have peace with it, I don't have peace with, if, if this is what God wants me to preach. I'll keep praying, and I consider the people in here tonight. Um, that, God, what, what do you want to speak to us? Um, so I change to different passage. Um, I'm gonna leave it in there for now. I'm gonna just leave you guys hanging. So passage that um, tonight, of tonight, um, the perspective and identity that we are gonna go, we're gonna look into. It's something that God have taught me um, in the very early age of my walk uh, with God, uh, which is you know, five years ago. It feels like just you know I'm just flying. Um, I cannot believe it's already five five and a half years. Um, and this is something that He's still teaching me. Um, I'm going to ask you guys a questions, and we really want you to raise your hands if you're ready for it. Okay, you ready? Okay. Who wants to be like Jesus? Okay. <laughs> Who wants to be like Jesus? Everyone wants to be like Jesus because you know, even in the world perspective or the Christian perspective, it's like he is God himself and living in the human flesh to live a living example for us to see what, how should we as a Christian live our life like? And this is one thing that that in Mark, as we are studying the. Um, the book of mark the key theme the key verse is mark 10 verse 45 it says for even the son of man came not to be ministered unto but to minister and gave his life a ransom for many so what does that mean is in here, He's not just the son of man but he is here to serve to Minister, the word minister means serving. Means serving. Someone who serves is a servant, right? Okay. So um, the thing that God has been teaching me, uh, which is, it goes like this I am a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. I am a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. Understanding this uh, identity. Uh, Saved me a lot of headache, a lot of troubles, because I understand the position and the perspective of me being a servant. So, tonight we're going to look into Luke chapter 17, verse 7 to 10. If you have your Bible, you can turn to there, or you have your phone, you know. But it's just pleasing to turn the Bible. But if you have your phone, um, you know, turn to Luke 17, verse 7, 7 to 10. From this parable, we will learn our identity in Christ as a servant and what is the expectation of us and how to live up to our identity on a day-to-day basis. Fail to learn and apply this, these teachings, um, we will fail to give a full account on what God has entrusted us. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. I thank you for sending Jesus Christ to die on the cross for my sin, buried and rose again the third day. That, that true belief, I grace through faith that I can be saved. I believing the gospel. And God, I, have, I can restore this relationship back to you through Jesus. And God, you save us for a reason. So God, I pray that tonight as we're looking into your word, how would you teach us how, how to be your servant and how to live out um, this identity uh, on a day-to-day basis? Father, would you um solve in our hearts? Help us to um, how would you change our life uh, to give you glory? Father, we thank you our priorities in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So a little bit background, a little bit background of what um, chapter 17 is talking about. So in verse 1 to 4, Jesus is teaching his disciple, if your brother sins against you, rebuke him. If he, if, if, if he repents, forgive him. And if, if he sinned against you uh, seven times in a day, and seven times in a day come back again to you saying I, he repents, uh, you should forgive him. So in verse 1 to 4, Jesus you know, taught his disciples something that is really hard to apply. It's a really hard situation because it's like, you know, if someone slap you in the face seven times in the, in the day, by the time the second time, it's like, well, hey, where, where, what is going on here? You know, but seven times, and then come back again seven times, uh, forgive him if he repents. In verse five, it calls them. This is really hard for them for the disciples. It's like, and it calls them to to. Ask Jesus, how would you incre- increase our faith? Sometimes in your life, we allow, we fo- as we follow Jesus Christ, there will be ta- tasks in our life that that is just unreasonable. It's, it seems unreasonable un- or impossible, or it doesn't make sense at all, or it doesn't feel right. It will require us to stretch our faith to ask God to increase our faith. But, but, but look at the response of Jesus in verse 6. Jesus is saying, if we have a little faith of the size of mustard seed, do you know how big is a mustard seed? It's so small. It's so small, you can buy it from Walmart actually. You know, a little container, you can see how big is the mustard seed. If we have that little, little size of, of, of faith, that's enough for us to obey God. That's enough for us to trust God to move forward. We have all the faith we need to obey God. We just need to use it. If you're born again believer, you believe on, we believe on the gospel that Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sin, buried and rose again on the third day. That He's your Lord and Savior. You have the faith that you need to obey His commandments. So that's the context of you know chapter 17. But the parable that is coming up, you know, the next is like, oh, he kind of changed gear. What is going on here? But no, he didn't change gear because it's the same passage, it's the same scenario, it's the same place. But Jesus is trying to teach us something here. Let's dive in. I'm gonna read the passage, verse one, uh, verse seven to ten. Um, just you know, all along. Verse 7. But which of you having a servant plowing or feeding the cattle will say unto him by and by when he is come from the field go and sit down to meet and will not rather say unto him make ready wherewith I may sup and gird thyself and serve me till I have eaten and drunken and afterward thou shalt eat and drink. Doeth he thank that servant because he did the things that were commended him? I thought not. So likewise ye, when ye shall have done all those things which are commended you, say, we are unprofitable servants. We have done that which was our duty to do. Let's dive in. First, uh, verse 7 to 8, we are, we are a servant of Jesus Christ. Jesus in here is, is, you know, asking the disciples, It's like, hey, which one of you, you know, would say you have, you know, let's say you have a servant, someone worked with you, someone, you know, if you're kind of rich enough, I don't know, you have a housemate, right? Mm-hmm. Someone to take care of the house, all the business, everything, to take care of the house, you know, put the floor and stuff. I do it myself. We have roommates, so we can, rely on each other to clean the house <laughs> but you know for most of us we don't have a servant. but you can think about it you know that you hire someone to take care of the business um, for you know with, with your life with, with the things that that you have Who just finished working on a field uh, you know uh, finishing finish feeding the, cow, the, the, the cows you know, and tell him to go sit down and eat first Just think about this, just just think about this way. Working in the field as a farmer is hard. You can ask, you know, chances doing fencing. You know, if you are a roofer, a fencer, then it's hard, it's hard work, you know, sweating, you know, when it's raining, you still work, you don't stop. When you're feeding a cow, it's like it kind of smells. (laughs) It's true, it kind of smells. So And here it's like, would you would you tell him to say, hey, go sit down and eat? Or would you say, hey, um, um, you know, tell him it's like, hey, make dinner for me first, you know, serve me first. Uh, until you're done eating, then he can go eat and drink. Because think about this. You know, now we will, it's different. You know, we like our life is like it's a bit different than what the passage is talking about. A servant. Is someone that that the the um, the master had bought his life so that in in 24 7 that he's serving him so in in this case he doesn't get to say hey let me take a shower first you know before um you know that i, I serve you so the point i'm trying to make is like do you know that we are born again to be a servant of jesus christ this is this is really key that we understand and how we apply um, this passage into our life. Ephesians two verse ten, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God had before ordained that we should walk in them. This is talk. We're talking about a person who got saved. We are his workmanship. Romans ten verse nine said. If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and should believe in thy heart that God has raised him from, from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Who is he again? Lord. He's our Lord. What does that mean? Is what makes you, if he is your Lord? Servant. We're his servant. This is, you know, it's not an equal, equal relationship here. If you work for someone, You know, if you clock in, as you work. During that time, you work for the boss. So let's look back into the passage in here. This servant has been working all day, so tired. And come back to work, and don't you think he can't, you know, in our mindset, he's like, he deserves a drink. Let me get some water. He deserves a shower. For him, it is a time of inconvenience for him to serve. Like I'm more sweaty, I have my business, I'm tired. Why, why do you serve you? Even if it's inconvenient, this doesn't change his identity, who he is. This doesn't change that um, that the Lord being Lord. The servant being servant. being a servant of Jesus Christ is not a daytime job. Or it is not a full-time job. It is 24-7, 365. We don't get to clock out. Why? Because he is Lord. He bought our life with Christ. When we are commanded to do something to finish a task, we don't get to think about ourselves first. Let me take a shower first. When when it's, when the master, when the Lord is saying, "Hey, do this," we don't get to do that. We don't get to put myself first, because He's your, our Lord. He is first. The task that He commanded us, the things that He calls us to do, is first. In our life, we don't get to say, "Hey, you know, I will do the mission." But let me let me. Let me first get my college degree first. Let me save enough money first. Hey, let me get a good job first. Or let me get married first. Or let me have you know, some children first. Or some grandchildren first. Or let me retire first. You know, a lot of people think it's like you know, the mission job is someone who retired to um, do. Let me retire first. Then I will serve you. Now. We don't get to say we, me first. I don't get to say um, me first, you know, like let me do this first. Um, I'm not saying that we should forsake everything and only do the work of the ministry. I'm not telling everyone to just drop all your responsibilities, right? But what I'm saying is when God called you to do something specifically, maybe just repent of your sin, Wake up early in the morning to read my read my word. That little thing, we should put that in the first priority. Keep on number one. As a servant of Jesus Christ, it is always Lord first. I am last. You know, it's not me first. Luke nine verse. You guys see Luke nine. Verse 20, uh, 23, it says, And he said unto them all, If any man would come after me, let me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. This is a calling from God to be his disciples. And what did he tell him first? He's like, let him deny himself. Say no to myself first. But say yes to that to take up his cross daily and follow him. The question on the fourth tonight, tonight is what is what is your me first? Just take a moment to consider our life. What is my me first? Let me fill in the blank. Let's keep moving. Verse 9. Um, it says, do what he thank that servant because he did the things that were commended him. I thought not. Jesus is asking, Hey, would you say thank you? You know, thanks to the servant because he did the things that you commended him. I don't think so. The task that Jesus commanded us to do is a commandment, it's not a favor. Hey, would you? Would you would you do me a favor? You know, many times it's like you know we ask someone to help us to do things. Hey, would you would you help me do me do me a favor? And then after that we give them. Hey, you know, thank you. And then you know I'll buy him a dinner. We're not doing Jesus a big favor. If we finish our task, he doesn't he doesn't owe you anything. Doesn't owe us anything. Doesn't owe us. Anything. How many times will, will, you know, when God tells us to do something, uh, how many times will we just say to God, it's like, hey, uh, I will do this if, if, if you do that for me first? Hey, you know, God, I will, I will, I will, will, if you make that happen, then I will do this. We try to bargain with God with the things that he told us to do. Also, he will not say thank you to you. He will not say, hey, I appreciate what you did. Because we actually owe him. We actually owe him. Because he paid the price for our life. He paid a penalty for your sin, for our sin. First Corinthians 6, verse 20, it says, For ye... Are brought with a price, therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit spirits, which are God's. What is he saying? Is hey, you guys are brought with a price. Jesus laid down his life on the cross for you all, for us, for our sin, and we believe on it from that moment of salvation, we doesn't belong to us anymore. We are, brought, we are brought with a price. And he is saying, Your body and your spirit is not yours anymore. It doesn't belong to you, which are God's. Um, but he's a rewarder. That's a good news. He's a rewarder. Um, Colossians 3, verse 23 to 25. And whatsoever you uh, do, do it heartily as to the Lord. And not unto man, knowing that the Lord, uh, knowing that of the Lord ye shall receive the rewards of inheritance. Colon. For ye serve the Lord Jesus, our uh, Lord um, Christ, but he that doeth wrong, wrong shall receive the wrong which he hath done, and there shall not, uh, shall no rep- respect of person. If you do, if you do what God told you to do. Serve him, right? Ye shall receive. This is a promise. It's not like, hey, it might. We'll see. No, 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 no. It's ye shall. It's a promise. Um, you know, there's one thing that um, I really want to hear from God uh, at the end of my life when I, you know, when I see God face to face. This is one thing. Matthew 25, verse 21. His Lord said unto him, Well done, thy faith, thy good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of my Lord. I want to hear, Well done, thy good and faithful servant. That's all I want to hear. He's not going to tell you, Hey, you know, thank you. No a commandment, and the reward is well done. There's more than that, but that's all I want to hear. It's well done, that good and faithful servant. Keep on number two, as a servant of Jesus Christ, well done is all we need to hear. The key question is, are you looking forward to hear the reports from God based on your service to him? Are you excited for it? Or he's like, let me wait for probably ten more years. Give me ten more years. Give me ten more years. Let me build my portfolio. You know, then I can, I'm able to see God. Why don't we just start from today? Decide from day to day basis from now on God, I want to serve you and repent of whatever is before you. That you just you know me first. Things as like you know. Do it for yourself. Let's happen today. Let's serve him. Let's keep moving. Um, we are unprofitable servants. Verse ten. So likewise ye, when ye shall have done all those things which are commanded you, saying, "We are unprofitable, unprofitable servants," we have done that which. Was our duty to do. Let's do some definition uh, Definition here. Unprofitable servant, it means that we have no value. We're unworthy. It doesn't mean that it's a self, um, you know, self dep- 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 deprecation. I can deprecation. <laughs> say that word. I, I wrote it down. So, but. Um, does not mean that, that it doesn't mean that we're you know self-low esteem. It simply means that in, in ourselves we can bring nothing to the table. That's right. In ourselves, there's nothing we can bring to the table. Mm-hmm. Romans uh, 7 verse 18. For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, the world no good thing. Mm-hmm. But the will is Presence with me, but how to perform that which is good? I find not. We are unprofitable. We can bring nothing to the table in ourselves. It is not about it is not about how much we have done. It is not about how awesome you are. The reason why we can do good to serve Him, it is because Jesus Christ saved us. He enabled us to serve Him. He enabled us. 1 Timothy 1, chapter 1, verse 12. And I thank Christ Jesus our Lord who have enabled me. For that, he counted me faithful, put me into the ministry. He enabled us. If you go back, you know, think about Ephesians 2, verse 10. He were created unto good works. It is simply acknowledging that it's not about Jesus it's, it's all about Jesus Christ. It is not about you. Just Jesus doesn't need us to accomplish anything. Jesus has the power to create a universe. He doesn't need us to accomplish anything. He doesn't need us. Think about it. When he said, you know, let there be light, and there's light. He said it, and the entire universe obeyed him. That's right. Whatever he wanted to, do, to be done when he said it, it's done. But God wants you to be the part of what he's doing on earth. That's right. He wants us to be part of the mission that that he's doing on earth. And because, because we are unprofitable servants, because of the reason why I The reason why I can finish the task and we don't, and it's because of that, because of the identity the an unprofitable servant. So when we command it to finish a task, we don't get to have expectation on these things. We don't expect, we don't have expectation, we don't get to have expectation on how we should be treated or how life should be in place, how you should be recognized, how you should be rewarded. It doesn't need to be reasonable or even possible or make sense of your rights because it's, the expectation is not on me. It is God is the one who's doing the work. For me, I just say, God, this is my duty to do. God, I just want to follow you and God, you, Enabled me, so God, I want to trust you to do the impossible. Keep on number three. As a servant of Jesus Christ, it is our reasonable duty to obey. Romans 12, verse 1 to 2. I beseech you, therefore, by the mercy of God, mercies of God, that ye present your body a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God. Which is your Which is your reasonable service? It is because of what God has done in our life, Because He saved us, we owe Him. He owns us, and it's because and it's because of that. We ought to serve Him. Um. The key question here is what is hindering you to serve God? I want to um, end with a story of what God um, taught me while I was in uh, uh, Vietnam. Um, when uh, so, when I think it's about two two years ago, more than two years ago. Yeah, more than two years ago. The first time when I realized it's like what God is doing in Vietnam. Oh, by the way, so there's a team. That, that we are answering the calling from God to plan a church in Vietnam. So the first time when I hear the calling it's like, hey, I want you, I want I want you to, to plan a church in Vietnam. In my heart is like, yeah, 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 no problem. Yeah, I would do it. That's no problem. Because in the beginning of my walk I have already decided God, whatever, whenever, and wherever you call me to do, I will do it. I will do it. And then the word coming next to it, after it, it just stunned me. I said, but. Not a good word. <laughs> God, I will do it. But, uh, but. What about, you know, I don't want to leave me town. Is so comfortable here yeah i don't want to leave here the fellowship the friendship the family that love that it that i i get to experience here i don't want to i don't want to lose that i don't want to go so is this still you know it's like i'm internally struggling it's like is this still both first or is me first now let me enjoy this fellowship first then I will serve you. It convict me a lot because I don't want to go. So the calling from God is simply is like hey what if what if what if you can bring this and we can bring this fellowship and multiply that in Vietnam. But the people in Vietnam can have the same love of God in Vietnam, wouldn't it be better? Okay, okay. I will do it. It's not easy, um, but God has been preparing me um, to simply, I don't get to enjoy, this is fun, but I don't get to keep this for myself. God, you have a mission for me. God, I will do whatever you call me to do. So in conclusion tonight, we'll believe of Jesus Christ as we finishing tonight, you know, going back to our life, daily routine, or go back to school, back to family, back to your friends, and our goal is to live out the identity that, that we have in Christ Jesus. Do what our identity ought to do. Sir. Sir. Because of that perspective, because of that identity, you will we will live out what God taught us to do. Because I don't get to say, hey, let me play some video game first. All good. You know, playing video games is good, but this is still God first, Him first. For some of you in this room, you don't know if you have the right relationship with Christ, uh, with Jesus. Or if you're not sure if Jesus is, you know, if Jesus is real. Or if you're not sure, you know, what, what will happen after after you die, please, you know, talk to me. You know, ask one of our leaders the simple simple question. Hey, would you would you please tell me? Would you tell me? how to have the right relationship with Jesus. Let's pray. Father, we, we come to you humbly. Thank you that you, you brought us with a prize through Jesus Christ. That we get to spend eternal life with you. And God, you, you save us for a reason. And it's to serve you and it's to for the greater purpose, it's for the mission. The souls of men for the gospel to be multiplied all over the world. So, God, would you help us to set aside our own agenda? Because our life is not ours, our time is not ours, it's all yours. You get to say. Whatever you want us to do, you have to say. So have us to live that, would live that out daily, and not rebel against it. God, we thank you. Pray um, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
1: Man, that's a good job, bro. Hey, um. Wow, man, uh, that, that wasn't, uh, you know, an easy uh, sermon to preach, by the way, you know, that is like kind of uh, opposite to kind of what the world is teaching us, right, so me first, me first, you first, your dream first, uh, you know, it's all about that, but here, man, not only really that, not just, not you first, but, but that you're just a servant, of christ and when we look at that i think like we're like what i don't want to be like a servant like you know i'm me you know i'm this i'm that but you never introduce yourself hey i'm a servant you probably like hey i'm a banker i'm an artist i'm this but very rarely you, you, you hear someone like i'm a servant of jesus christ you know oh, pious guy <laughs> <laughs> but, but for real right I mean do, do we identify ourselves as servants of Jesus Christ when you think about that is that the first thing that comes up in your mind I, I don't think we really think that way right but yeah everything that we heard tonight and everything we see in scripture is saying without a shadow of a doubt right that Jesus has bought us with a price right, and that your body, spirit, soul, he bought it, full price, he paid for it. And, and yet, God still gives us this privilege called like choice or free will or volition, right? Because he wants us not just to be a servant, but to choose him, right? To choose him, to, to, to choose in a willing heart to serve him, and, and, and you know that that God also wants us to identify as his son and daughters, right? A friend, you know, and, and and many other things. But man, this one is one that I think many people struggle with the most. Right. Because it's like, man, I I can oh God I can give you this, but 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 not that. And I want to challenge you with just kind of uh, you know, perspective, you know, because perspective is so important, mm-hmm. right? If you can have like the right perspective, uh, man, you can see things a lot clearer, right? Uh, you know, uh, man, there's so many like, like stories. I like the one with the worms. Have you, have you heard the worm perspective, like uh, two worms, you know, doing that thing, you know, digging a hole in the ground, like man, one is like, man, I'm just sick and tired of digging holes, you know, <laughs> like, it's just hot in here, you know. And, then brother, <laughs> and like we're not getting enough here, and it's all this rain coming in, and you know, all this stuff, and uh, and then the other worm said, bro, man, it sure beats fishing. <laughs> <laughs> right, you get it? You get it? Rather than man, getting getting used as a uh, bait to fish, it's like man, I'd rather dig the hole than. Getting eaten alive by a fish, so it's like yeah, perspective. So digging a hole was was awesome. It was okay, right? Perspective, and so I, I want us to consider perspective in relation to serving. You know, b- because the way that God sees, like time, is so different from how we see time, right? And and our time is finite in in in, in this world, right, uh, God says, you know, 70, like you, you, you're you, borrowing time already, you know, there's no guarantee that you're going to live up to even your full age, if you will, right, and so so all we're really fighting for is this 70, maybe 80, and if you really eat healthy and have good genes, 100, right, 110, I give you that, but nothing more. Right, that, that's that's all we're fighting for—is this 110 years of the best life that we could we could muster, right? And, and yet, when God sees life, like it's like it's like infinity. I mean, that's what the Bible is saying. Right? You may not like necessarily believe that, but that's what God is promising. And so that perspective that could see beyond that 70 to a hundred years is, isn't it made a difference? Mm-hmm. Like when you can see that perspective, you're like you,
0: I, you, you,
1: so so okay, so with the promise, right? Like God says, hey, not only that I bought you with a price, but you're my son and because you're my son, you, you intrinsically have inheritance. <laughs> And, and the way it works is if you serve me well, you get to reign with me, meaning you can rule, like, because I'm a king. Right? I'm a king. And I get to say, bro, you're going to be a king over 50 cities. Okay. And, and, and again, uh, we've been going through Genesis. It's like God's kingdom is like ever expanding. Uh, and his promise to the Israelite is not done yet and there will be innumerable amount of people in you know, eternity future. And we are like trying to fight for that car, mm-hmm. right? That picket fence or that whatever that happy, happy thing is right in our life that we're thinking about or, and, and so on. So do you, do you see that perspective? And so what God sees is so much bigger, so much better, and yet some, somehow we get stuck in our narrow perspective and say, hey, you know what, I still want, want to have me first. You know, me first, my problems first, my, my you know, and even problems can take you away from God. Because i got too much problem, I can't, I can't serve God. So I, I want to challenge you, right? Um, there's a picture, you uh, know, in the Old Testament, by a, a name, uh, a guy by the name of Samson, right? He he's the picture of someone, a picture of a Christian uh, that that has been empowered by the Holy Spirit, right? So so uh, Judges fourteen five, you see, uh, a lion was trying to. Uh, you know, attack him, and the spirit of the Lord came mightily upon Samson, and he rent him as he would have rent a kid. Like that dude just ragdoll a lion, boom! <laughs> Can you imagine that? Like that kind of power. I mean, those are uh, Avengers type uh, stories. You know, like wow, that's crazy, right? And 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 what what the What God is saying, hey, I have, if you're a believer of Jesus Christ, I have given you that same spirit, Mm -hmm. that same Holy Spirit, okay, not to ragdoll a lion, Mm -hmm. right, but to turn the city upside down through my power, Mm -hmm. that power through the word of God, first entering into us and then coming out like a fountain because you're a different person. That's why that question of, you know, do you want to be like Jesus? Mm -hmm. And and he was a man like no other man, right? That he doesn't really see himself first. He came as a servant. And because of what he did, God the Father says that he has a name above all names, right? That God's like honoring that attribute Mm -hmm. as a servant. Right? Samson had all that, that privilege of that power demonstrated in the Old Testament as a physical, strong person, if you will. So, so God gave the same power to, to all of us who are believers, the Holy Spirit. And yet, what Samson did, Samson did was squander all of that, didn't he? You know that story. Right? What, what got him? You know, pride you know, women, lust, you know, and, and all the things that we still struggle with today. Money, power, right? And, and, and he wasted. He could have done so much more, right? And we like the story that L.S. Oh, Samson like, pushed the pillars and everything fell and all the enemies died. But, but that was just the last part of his life, that he did that thing. But his, his, the whole record of Samson's life was like, was a shamble. And so, um, now I want to challenge you. Uh, trust God to, to identify yourself as a servant, right? Identify yourself as a servant and, and, and understand that it, it is a privileged identity to be a servant of God. Okay, and, and, and not, not just that the rewards is it's just a byproduct of that. Okay, I don't want to use that as a carrot because it's not the carrot, you know, it's just a byproduct. Um and then and then if you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, okay, if you know that you you know, God forbid, you know, if you die today, you are not sure if you're going to heaven, right? Man, uh, I would like to speak to you. Man, kid would like to speak to you. You know, the person who brought you here would love to speak to you. You know, uh, you know, religion doesn't save you, right? Knowing God doesn't save you. Uh, You know, uh, the devil knows God too, (laughs) right? Uh, Going to church doesn't save you. Uh, Just because your parents uh, were Christians doesn't save you. You can't tag on. You have to give and account yourself personally, right? so. If you're not sure tonight, let's make that clear, right? And again, uh, I'm not gonna. We're not gonna give you our opinion. We're gonna tell you what the Word says and, and the Bible says, and, uh, or Jesus saying His word. You know that He is the way, the truth, and the life, right? And so that that gift is available freely, and that's the beautiful story. This gift of life available to anyone that will humble themselves and believe in the gospel i'll pray this out we got about 15 20 minutes uh, to break out into groups if you're new feel free to jump jump in any group and uh, that time is useful prayer and also kind of um, a, a, a chance to kind of respond to the message that we heard tonight it was, it was a good message i'm so glad that you Obey the Lord and didn't stick with Ephesians and went with what God has shown you because uh, this is what we need. Uh, this is what we need. Just imagine a, a, a room, a church, a community full of servants. Man, that's, that's heaven right there. And anyone who doesn't know God will say, I want that. Right? Because when everyone is serving each other. Uh, man, it's not normal here. We live in a culture where Everyone is trying to, like, just, uh, you know, hurt one another in, in, in so many words. Uh, so, okay, let's pray, and then we'll break up into groups. Uh, Father, I uh, just want to thank you again uh, for, uh, Lord, being with us tonight You've giving us uh, a good message. And, uh, Lord, I just thank you so much uh, for your servant, man, uh, laboring in the word and bringing that tonight to us. Uh, I pray that this would uh, really uh, connect. Uh, in our heart, that will stir our hearts to consider a position, our identity? Uh, how do we see ourselves just as, uh, you know, a, a person who just do what, 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 what I like? Or can I agree with God and identify myself as a servant that uh, my life is yours, God, whatever, whenever, however, God, that you choose uh, to do with my life, I'm okay and, and allow you to be in the driver's seat. And what we know that to be Uh, that type of position is how the Holy Spirit can activate the fruit of the Spirit in in our lives. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, all the things that is good comes from that. And uh, God, I I know personally, I need more of that. I need to walk in the Spirit, uh, and I need to identify myself more as a servant. Uh, And Jesus did that, even unto that. And uh, so, God help us, uh, uh, help us to remember, uh, and Lord Holy Spirit convict us of it. Uh, we ask in Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Amen.